Hey everyone, we are live for our Sunday weekly warm-up where the Teach Better team gets to go live exclusive to our private Facebook group and bring in new discussions every week, new faces every week, and get you ready for an outstanding week ahead. My name is Ray Hewitt, Brad Hughes is in the house, and we have an incredible educator that I am so excited to introduce you to, talk shop with, and have some good dialogue this evening. If you are live with us, don't forget, we are streaming exclusive in our private group so that we can engage with your comments. Not only us on the screen, see your comments and engage with you, but also with one another so you can continue to bring in your resources, your ideas, even if you're not on camera with us. We will then restream this show to the public tomorrow and it'll be released as a podcast episode for Teach Better to Talk podcast. So there's lots of ways to get exposure to the Sunday weekly warm up, but we're really happy you're here with us tonight so we can see you in the comments and you can be an active participant rather than just a listener. We'll be right back to get started. live for our Sunday weekly warm-up streaming exclusive to our private group at teachbettergroup.com. We have Dre here live with us and I've been connected with Dre following his work, listening to his podcast. Dre, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you. Like I said, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I look forward, look forward to this. This will be a really, really good conversation. Before we get too far in, Brad Hughes, it's been ages. How are you? It's good to be on screen, sharing the screen with you again. Great to be screen. Great to be sharing the screen, Ray, with you and with Dre tonight as we welcome everyone into the Sunday weekly warm up. It's our weekly opportunity to get ready for a great week ahead, whatever our important role might be in education. And I'm really happy to be on screen with the two of you. Uh, and it's a it's a snowy Sunday evening here in Ontario, Canada. And I know just to my east. Uh, off in western New York, we've got about uh, six feet of snow or more that's fallen. What, I'm wondering what uh, what the conditions are where you are, Ray, and Andrea. I wonder if warmer conditions are in store for you in the Atlanta area too. Um, it is Atlanta is bipolar with this weather, so one moment it might be hot, and then the next moment it might be cold. But this week it has been really, really cold, like 40 degrees cold, 30 degrees. So yeah, it's been pretty cold, pretty cold here in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm happy, it <laughs> I'm happy to say we don't have any snow on the ground, Brad, here in Chicago, but it was 17 degrees today. So to me, that is too, too cold. I would like to go back to our warm weather, or maybe it sounds like I need to travel to Atlanta to at least get a break. Uh, I'll stay in those 30 degrees. That's fine. That's better. <laughs> You know, Dre, I know that so many of our viewers are going to be so excited to connect with a new face. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about what you do, what you do in education? I want to hear about the podcast. Give us a little uh, background of what you do in education. Um, so right now, currently, I'm actually still in my undergrad. Uh, I'll be a junior in January. And I have a podcast called The Schoolhouse Podcast. I started this. This is the logo right here, actually. I know right here. Here it is. Yeah. So basically, I started the Schoolhouse podcast because I seen um, a lot of teachers 
leaving the profession, like just listening to people on social media, looking at TikTok videos. And I was just like, wow, man, I want to be able to provide an outlet for educators where they can come on the podcast and just provide them opportunity to express um, their voices and just know that their voice matters. And so we've been kind of, you know, working through it. We're at 22, 23 episodes so far. So it's been a it's been a, a good journey. Um, learning a lot. I'm getting educated as well because I'm not exactly in the field yet. But just to be able to hear um, what other teachers are saying, principals, uh, assistant superintendents, just kind of being in those conversations is really preparing me for what's ahead. So it's been a it's been a great experience so far. I know a lot of our network here is going to really enjoy hearing from an edu- an up-and-coming educator because there's this fear that those don't exist anymore, that no one's going into education. And something I really value about you, Dre, is that you're not only headed into ensuring you get that degree, that you can have your own classroom, but also trying to be a learner and get connected before you even get that certificate. I think there's so many different wonderful conversations I know you've been able to have that will really, really impact a positive impact on your future students, which is so exciting. I applaud you for that work. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Brad, Dre, when you, you oh, go ahead, Brad. Thanks, Ray. I wanted to ask Dre if, if you found uh, getting folks into your podcast space has been energizing and it's been inspiring for you as a prospective educator. Is it is it giving back exactly what you're looking for? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question one more time? You kind of broke up. Tell me how uh, interviewing guests for your podcast has inspired and reinforced you as a prospective educator. I can honestly say it has inspired me simply because it brings a positive light to education. You know, when I look at the news, I look at the media, you know, I consume that stuff so much that sometimes I could say, man, I don't know if I want to do this because, you know, teachers are saying, hey, we're not getting paid enough or, hey, you know, the curriculum, they're putting restrictions on the curriculum or, you know, they're in unnecessary means. Like I'm hearing all this negative, negative things. And those things are real. Like those struggles, I'm pretty sure are really happening for sure. You know what I mean? But I said, can I get some positive energy going? Can I see the positive light? And so just being able, you know, like I said before, to hear the bad, the ugly, and the positive. And for me, the positive just outweighs um, the, the, the bad of things because that impact that I know I will be able to make is going to be a phenomenal experience. So just being able to, you know, hear some of the positive experience and just some of their expertise as, you know, you know, reinforce me to want to like, okay, I can really do this. I can really do this. Although I, uh, to be transparent, I hate, uh, well, I won't say I hate college, but it's a love and hate with college. But I know if I can get through it, you know, I'll be able to get into the field. So I know, I know a lot of educators will empathize with that. Many of us go and get our master's <laughs> degrees and we're like, like teachers are sometimes the worst students. We're like, get me out of here. I'm just trying to do this so I can get to the end. And I think, you know, sometimes while we like to be learners, we don't always like to be learners in traditional settings. 
Dre, can you, can I ask you like the question? I feel like this is the elephant of the room. Why are you going into education? Why do you want to be a teacher? Um, so the backstory of that is, you know, I remember growing up, I did not have the um, best education experience. Um, I was in, I, I was in and out of um, special education classes. And I remember asking my teacher um, a math question one time. And all the students had laughed at me and made jokes about me. And it wasn't it wasn't a fun experience, but I had a second grade math teacher. I had two teachers, no, like three teachers that really, really made a difference in my life. When I was experienced like really harsh bullying in elementary school, like physical bullying and verbal bullying. I remember uh, the second grade, uh, my second grade teacher, he wasn't supposed to do this, but he had left the campus and walked, not walked me like all the way home, but he helped, he helped me start my walk home, like at the, like the, at the end of the campus. And he was telling those guys to leave me alone that would normally bully me. And I was like, oh, wow, he really cares. He actually cares about me. He actually cares about my well-being. So that made me feel good inside. You know, I'm another teacher that made a big difference. Um, I was struggling with passing a standardized test to get to high school. And he will always come to my neighborhood during the summer and tutor me. And he was from church. My brother had introduced me to this church community. So he was doing it for free. He will come all the way on the other side of town and tutor me. And I was like, man, you know, teachers, some teachers really do care. I felt like he really cared about me. And I ended up passing that standardized test with that additional help one-on-one. And I said, you know, I want to be able to provide hope you know, and restore that hope in my communities and urban communities and to be able to say, hey, you know, you can do this or you may have a disability, but you can do this. So just seeing those role models kind of play an effect in my life, I was like, oh, let's go. You know, I want to be able to do the same thing. So that's what kind of inspired me to want to get into education. I love those stories. And as we're, you know, discussing so many different things in this conversation, I encourage the educators popping into our conversation this 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 evening to think about why they went into education and maybe share a little bit in the comments if you can maybe sum it up in one in a one liner why you got into education and I think it'd be really cool to collect a little list of of our community here over seven thousand educators that are in our private Facebook group there'd be some good stories Brad before we transition I'd love to hear your answer why did you go into education well it. it- it's always been about the kids, Ray. It's been about my excitement for and my affinity for connecting with kids in positive ways. And as I shifted from uh, from teacher to school leader, my my why became loving and serving the significant adults in kids' lives, so that they in turn can love and support the kids in their care. So it, it is all about affecting change for kids and improving outcomes for kids. And and as Dre you know mentioned, just being inspired by educators around me that have a heart for kids and, and have a heart for improving their lives, even in, in small but important ways that, that continues to be really inspiring to me too. So powerful. We're going to transition here and dive into our discussion for tonight here on the Sunday weekly warm up. We love having an intentional time to dive deeper into a conversation. I have a feeling I'd love to get back to this podcast conversation because an educator early on in their career looking at podcasting as a way to not only 
share your own voice, but interview others and grow your PLN, I think is going to resonate very well with our network here. We'll be right back. Hey friends, we are back for our Sunday weekly warm up and we are diving into our discussion today. There are so many different things that we can dive into. Brad, I want to throw it to you first. When you think of podcasting, you yourself are a podcaster. I know Dre has a very active podcast. I want to encourage all of you to go subscribe, rate and review the incredible interviews he's doing there. Brad, as a podcaster, how did you get started in that process? What what drove you to use that type of platform? Ray, I was first a guest and it was a Dr. Dania Goodyear who invited me, surprised me by reaching out and inviting me onto her podcast. And all of a sudden I thought, wow, this is, this is fantastic. I, I've got something that's hopefully of value to share. And I, I felt really humbled and really uh, supported by uh, Dr. Goodyear when she reached out. And I had the opportunity uh, that fall to uh, put myself out there as a guest in a number of different podcasts. And I was sharing my excitement with, uh, with colleagues about my time as a guest on a number of different podcasts and uh, a colleague asked, well, you know, why don't you start your own podcast? And I kind of thought, okay, I'm just going to put a pin in that for now. Cause I'm kind of enjoying the guest gig. You know, you, you arrive, you talk shop, you leave. And it just really, ma- really mashed where I was at the time. But uh, I put a challenge to myself and then I put a challenge out there to uh, those in my network that I was going to begin the good news, Brad news podcast. And, uh, started with uh, weekly and then monthly and then bi-monthly episodes and, and continue to grow and continue to enjoy that creative aspect. But like Dre, it's about connecting with great educators doing amazing things all over the world, right? Dre, when you were looking at getting your podcast up and running, I mean, 27 episodes is no easy feat. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of scheduling. That's a lot of editing. And also this idea that you've created kind of coming to life. Why was podcasting the the platform you chose to utilize to conduct these interviews? Um, well, originally, I believe the the I, I started a podcast about two years ago. I remember I was working at the um, leasing office. I was a leasing agent at the time, and I was interviewing like different entrepreneurs and. I think I only interviewed one educator at the time and I didn't really have any, I, I, I didn't really have any aspirations of going back to school during that time, but I was really trying to dive into, you know, just interviewing people. And I said, you know, I'm going to put this down for, I'm going to put it down because I really did not have a niche or some type of thing at when I first started. So I said, you know, when I got into looking at different podcasts and looking at what other educators was doing, I said, you know, I think a podcast would be a great opportunity to not only connect, you know, and learn about education, but it will be able to be a benefit for the education community. So I was like, oh, yeah, the Schoolhouse podcast. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You have a, a fun name of the podcast, a fun title, but also the graphics you use. I just really love the color. I love uh, I love that it's you with a book. I think there's like such a fun character that comes with what you've been able to brand this podcast with. For our educational group here, I know a lot of us are podcast listeners. A ton of us use that as our learning week to week. And I know a lot of us enjoy being podcast subscribers or podcasters ourselves. If you were giving a 
a strategy to somebody or maybe a tip to somebody who might want to start their own podcast, where would you typically suggest that they start? You, well, you, you were talking to me or the listeners? I'm sorry. Or, or to, yeah, Dre, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, you decided to, to start this podcast. I'd love to hear if you have any tips or strategies. Maybe somebody out there is looking to start their own. Um, I say, I say a good tip would be is to find a niche, you know, a theme of what, what you want your podcast to be about. Because if the listeners are coming to the podcast and it's like all over the place, you know, listeners or people can kind of get confused on what the vision is, what the goal is, what the theme is. So I say that number one thing is finding a, a, a niche because I, I see a lot of successful um, people who have podcasts in just different areas and they always have some type of theme, some type of niche that just draws people in. So I would say, you know, definitely finding a niche, would, it would be a good good way to start because when at the beginning I didn't have a niche I just started interviewing people but once I got serious about going back to school you know that's when I knew education was going to be the niche that I was going to focus on. Dre I wonder if you can tell us and our listeners a little bit about life for you before you shifted into education studies uh community service or uh, professional speaking what what let your fire in and how does that translate into what you're doing now as an education student? Um, so I'm trying to make sure I get your, uh, get your question right. So what was I doing before the podcast and what led me to doing the podcast now? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool deal. I mean, before I, before I started podcasting in the year of 2015, I had lost my mom to stomach cancer hmm. and I started to, volunteers speaking at after school programs like boys and girls club um just little nonprofit organizations that was around in my community and i will always go and tell the kids about you know how my mom is motivating me to finish school and so i will go to these different nonprofits these different um school organizations and i would just share my story and I was like, yeah, I would see the teachers and I would see, you know, just the whole school dynamic. And I was like, you know, education is is really it's really cool. It's fun. It's interesting. The kids are are exciting. And so just doing that, you know, speaking at different organizations and, and different schools and things like that kind of stumbled me. So, you know, I bring that expertise to the podcast because I've always liked to ask questions as a kid, you know, so. I love asking questions. You know, some some people say, you know, I ask too many questions, but that's one of the reasons I started a podcast because I can uh, express that creativity. At least people won't be annoyed for the next 40 minutes to an hour because they know it's a podcast. So, hey. I know. I think it's great, Dre. One of my favorite podcasts that I enjoy listening to personally was, was originally started by an early, like an educator who was really early in his career. Now he's not so early in his career. He's been doing it for a while, but his name is Hunter Flesh. He's in our Teach Better Team podcast network. And the reason I loved listening to his podcast, even though he wasn't necessarily a veteran in the field, he wasn't necessarily somebody that you would typically turn to to learn all the answers of education because he was in his first year of teaching, um, but he had 
the best questions. Like he was such a good person to listen to because the way he speaks and the way that he asks those questions gets so much out of the guests that then that's where like the meat and potatoes of the learning was coming from week to week. So being a good, uh, being skilled at asking questions is a huge asset, not only as a teacher, but, but as a podcast host, because you're able to support your guests so much. That's an incredible skill. I know many people are going to enjoy listening to your podcast because of that. Thank you. Thank you. And it's funny how you say that because when I, when I, um, a few months ago, when I did come up with the idea of starting the schoolhouse podcast, I said, you know, I know motivation, you know, is definitely important for sure. You know, when it comes to education and motivating educators to, to be equipped and make sure they have all the energy they can for their students. But I said, you know, the strategies and, you know, the curriculum, I'm not the best of the best expertise, but I can ask questions. And so I utilize that skill set. It's funny how you how you said that, because that's what I was originally thinking in my mind. Like, how can educators actually gain some value from the podcast? I said interview other educators because they're already in the field and they're experts at that field. So, you know, it was just ironic that you brought that up. You know, Dre, I think it's really interesting. Um, when I would do my evaluation as a teacher, and Brad, I know you're an administrator, so you're going to probably tell me that you give this feedback all the time too, but I really always got feedback on my evaluation that I needed to be better at questioning. And I really struggled with that feedback because I wanted to be better at asking questions, but asking questions is a really intentional skill that has to be practiced and 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 truly like learned over and over to be good at it. I'd love to hear from you. What what do you feel like makes a good question when you're preparing to to interview? Is it just pure curiosity? You just find yourself to be a very curious person, or do you think there are certain types of questions that make uh, a guest most successful on your podcast? Um, I think I think when it comes to the questioning part. I kind of had to find my lane um, because I, I was nervous at first because I did not know what type of questions I wanted to ask. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start off with the background. How did this person grow up? You know, just the, the small little things. And then the same question you asked me, you know, I, you know, I will start with why, why education? You know, why did you choose education? And that usually, you know, gets them excited. And it's a it's a different story every single time. It's always interesting. And then I ask, you know, what are some strategies that has worked for you in the classroom or what has worked for you leading the school? Or I mean, if it's a principal, you know, I'll ask what 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 has helped you lead the school through a pandemic. And when I mention COVID, it's just like the rest is just they just take they just take the cake. So, you know, I just I just try to ask those questions because usually that get those type of questions gets them kind of pumped up. And the one of the questions I just recently started asking was, how was your mental health as an educator? You know, because a lot of educators say they're burnt out, they're they're tired, they don't feel they don't feel heard. Um and then, you know, doing this podcast, I've learned that teachers take their lesson plans home during the weekend and working six days a week. And I'm just like, wow, 
And then they, they stay after school, um, their coaching meetings, whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, wow. So it's not just your seven or your eight to three, you know, for some teachers it's even longer hours. And so when I ask that question about their mental health, they kind of just dive a little bit deeper on how are they really feeling? And I've heard some, um, really touching stories. I'm just like, wow, that's, that's pretty deep that you're going through that. So I just kind of let them vent on that. And it just kind of takes the cake. So when I, when I do think about these questions, I think about some questions that are, that will really get them excited. And usually those are the ones that will allow them to kind of elaborate in detail and get to the meat of the learning um, aspect of education. When you talk about strategies and methods and um, how do you teach students what um, IEPs, they kind of just go into detail with that and just their different experience and stories. So that just kind of takes the meat of uh, the podcast. Of At least that's what I've learned of when I do interview um, educators. Yeah, you know, I would love for Brad, You, I know that you are also somebody so committed to asking wonderful questions. I love Dre's focus of breaking the ice right off the bat, getting them to like react to an emotional response. So that way you kind of get them smiling or laughing or giggling right as you start off to really get those authentic moments. Brad, for your work, not only with the Teach Better team, obviously interviewing people here all the time, but with your own podcast, I can only imagine that when you think of questions, you have a whole list to choose from. I do. And, and, and like Dre, it's really about elevating the person or the people that we're talking with to, to allow them to shine. You know, when we welcome Dre into the space tonight, this is an opportunity for you and me, Ray, to get to know uh, a wonderful educator uh, working in a space that is new for both of us. Uh, and I, I think it's remarkable, Dre, that as an education student, you're selecting guests to talk with and, and to elevate the education profession in your space. And I'm wondering, Ray, too, about uh, how, Dre, I'm wondering how you choose your guests. How do you, how do you line up your guests? Who do you want to talk to? Oh, so I do my homework. <laughs> I, definitely do, I definitely do my homework on guests, yeah. Um, I'm not crazy, like, picky about when it comes to interviewing guests, but I definitely want to do my homework because a lot of my guests has actually came from social media. Mm -hmm. And so I will go on their profile and see, okay, what are their philosophies on education? Because well, what I found is people who are usually passionate about education, they utilize social media as a platform to express, to express their passion. And then I'm involved in different Facebook groups. And so I say, you know, do they have a do they have a positive philosophy on education or is it more negative? Does it balance? I'm looking at what, what do they post? How can they be an asset to the podcast? Can teachers walk away and say, wow, I can use those strategies tomorrow in my classroom. And so I definitely do my homework. Um, but if an educator was to just say, hey, I want to be on your podcast randomly, I would take the risk. Um, but usually I just use social media. Um, if they're on social media, I will I will look at what are they posting, you know, and just they just kind of get a feel for them as a person. Sometimes we'll do like a Zoom call. I've done that before, you know, just to get a feel because I want to make sure who I bring on the podcast that is not that is not um anything toxic. You know, I'm very careful about just like really building this community where I really want to elevate this space, and so 
I want to make sure whoever I'm bringing, you know, is bringing good value. And then, sure, of course, sharing the struggles, of course, sharing, you know, how how burnt out you may be. But is the overall philosophy a positive philosophy? Mm. Are you looking at these problems as, oh, man, you know, just complain about them? Or are you looking at them as, OK, what is the solution and how can I how can I elevate through this adversity, through this circumstance? So. Those are just some of the things that I look at when I'm looking for a guest. You know, Dre, I think that's a really wonderful way for you to choose podcast guests, but also a great way for anybody listening to be ensuring that they are growing their PLN in a way that is positive and constructive. I know so many of us use social media to make connections, whether it be for just an educational connection that we find on social media or for potential other uses like doing a a podcast interview or or anything beyond that. And I think doing that audit of their profile, that audit of how they share their messaging is a really important way for us to then also find if they are the right fit to join our professional learning network. Are they somebody who's going to add value to me being a better educator or are they somebody who's going to identify, you know, you know, negativities and toxic energy, which not to say that those those frustrations don't exist. We don't want to be ignorant to the things that need to be fixed in education, but can we approach them with a solution-seeking mindset versus dwelling on that negativity? Brad, I know that you've worked really hard to grow your PLN. You're constantly connecting with people. Do you find doing that audit on social media helps you identify where you're going to put them in your network? Yeah, it, it sure does. And uh, like Dre, uh, getting to connect with people in a variety of ways, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn, or even within our, uh, within our team uh, groups, right? It's, it's a matter of extending your reach and also being intentional about inviting new faces, new voices in who have value added to you. And as, as a school leader, I'm, I'm really eager to connect with prospective educators like Dre because I, I want to make sure that I'm learning how to best serve new educators. And I want to learn how to make sure that new educators get a great start and and want to continue in the profession. Because, you know, Dre, you were talking about uh, COVID, you're talking about all the stresses of education. And I I really hope that uh, you're getting something out of what you're putting out there. I I really hope that you're getting the support that you need as you continue in your education studies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So important. You know, as we kind of wrap up our conversation, a big element that we love to do on the Sunday weekly warm up is to focus on progress, not perfection, and give our, our viewers, our crew here, a little challenge of things that maybe they could take on this week. Just one little something to be better today than we were yesterday and better tomorrow than we were today. So we'll be right back for that. with our Sunday weekly warm-up. We are so excited to introduce you, hopefully, to a new member of your PLN, Dre. He's talked about his podcast. You got to go subscribe, rate, and review his podcast and continue to grow your network with all different types of educators that are going to enhance your life uh, as we continue in this incredible field. This concept of progress, not perfection, is so important as a Sunday reminder. Brad, will you speak to that a little bit? Why is this important that educators think on this topic? Well, for educators, it, it can be an all or nothing prospect. You care so much about the kids 
you care so much about your own work and you put everything that you can into it, your heart and soul into making great things come alive in your classroom or whatever space you work in. And, and often the focus is on the end product or end result. And you're striving for some kind of an ideal that maybe you can't even define it. What we want to do is make sure that we are pumping the brakes a little bit, Ray, and just making sure that we're focusing on what can we do? What, what makes the next best sense? What's the next best step that we can take for ourselves and for the kids? And by doing that, we're also modeling the way forward for the kids that we serve that, you know, education and learning is a mistake making progress process and, and often it's those important mistakes that we learn from and learn through that teach us the most and so it's all about just making sure that education is manageable it's sustainable and uh, it's a uh, wonderful modeling for the kids as well so important dre i'd love to throw it at you for this segment you've done so many interviews and i hope we'll continue to do so many interviews with educators hopefully growing not only your insight in this field, but all of your listeners being able to be better every single episode. Would you mind sharing, did you have a specific specific interview you've done with somebody that was just really impactful or maybe a tidbit that you were able to take away from a specific specific interview that you felt like was was really helpful, a good piece of advice that you were able to gain? Um, I guess like um, one one. If I could think of one thing that resonated with me the most is relationships. You know, building building very very healthy relationships with students. You know, although you know, I know I I hear teachers, you know, or just educators, and they are overwhelmed about you know our students going to do well on tests because it seemed like testing you know was a really big thing and for some teachers i've even heard that they in the past not anything now but in the past where their job may have been on the line you know because of testing you know i was like wow it's that testing is not this serious but what what i've learned is that a lot a lot of teachers have been successful with you know, having good test scores towards the end of semester is building like authentic relationships and just making sure that, you know, you're there for your students, you're present for them. And you're just showing like genuineness and, and compassion and, and caring and loving and all these different things. When you when you when you do it with love and care, it, it solves a lot of the problems that, you know, that that teachers or educators may run across. So being compassionate compassionate and doing things with care and patience, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what has resonated with me the most because mm-hmm. I hear it in almost every interview that I've done for some way, somehow I hear those relationships, those relationships with students is, is, is really the, 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 is an essential tool to be successful. Mm. A positive reminder to fold that into every single thing you do, especially Monday morning tomorrow. What can we do to do to build a little bit better of a relationship with our kiddos? I know that we have had a lot of conversation tonight about growing your PLN, finding your support network, and how we can all learn from one another. Brad, I think this is a great opportunity to fold in the fact that we have ambassador applications open for seven more days. We have a little commercial for you that has details and then we come back 
Brad, I would love if you would share a little bit of insight about this opportunity that is closing in seven days. We'll be right back. have already applied, but if they have not yet pulled the trigger or found 15 minutes to fill out the application, Brad Hughes, can you tell me a little bit about the ambassador applications that are open for seven more days? Well, Dre was just highlighting the importance of relationships and that ambassador group is all about positive and supportive relationships to help reinvest in the careful work that we do as educators, Ray, but also to grow a network that carry the teach better philosophy and the teach better banner forward to, to reach more and more educators with that that mindset of doing a little bit better today than we did yesterday a little bit better tomorrow than today and just a fun and incredible group of educators from from uh, from k to 12 and all kinds of spaces many ambassadors and other teach better members had the opportunity to meet in person for the first time this past october at uh, teach better 22 and it really is an incredible network and it, I had the opportunity to join the ambassador program uh, a couple of years back and uh, along with mentorship and a, a lot of fun special activities and projects to get involved in. It really is all about getting to know the Teach Better team and Teach Better family from the inside out and, and just a natural way to grow relationships and service for the betterment of each other as educators and ultimately resulting in great things for kids, right? Okay, am I so silly that I totally forgot that you were an ambassador before you joined the team? I totally forgot that. You were, I forgot that you were an ambassador, a part of the program. It's actually been revamped since. I'm so excited for everyone to see the new and improved program that's launching in 2023. But oh my gosh, you actually were an ambassador, went through the program, and then joined the Teach Better team. I totally, totally forgot that. So that's right. Part of my uh, audition application process, Ray, was. Uh, was singing an ambassador song, so I, I I wrote a song and I I sang and and uh, and did, did a little song and dance, hoping that the, the Teach Better team would say yes. We we want this crazy guy from Canada as part of our team, and it was a lot of fun. And boy, the the, the benefits have been remarkable. I mean, Olivia Chan's in our comments tonight, as as well as other folks in our Teach Better network that are just incredible, incredible friends uh, and incredible supports. And uh, Dre talked with us about. Uh, how how difficult, how challenging the work can be, how draining it draining it can be, uh, and let me tell you, Ray, you know the Teach Better Ambassador family just is a source of support and a source of inspiration at a time when educators need it more than ever. 
Well, there are so many great ways to get involved. Do not forget to go to teachbetter.com slash ambassador to apply for the ambassador program. It has all the benefits, all the perks, all the qualifications on there. You can read everything and anything. It takes about 15 minutes to apply. The longest part is you have to record a quick 60 second video that like do only one take. We just want to see it. It's just for our committee, our review committee, as they sift through those applications. But in addition to that being a way to build your PLN, connecting with Dre, connecting with the incredible people on his podcast is another way we can all be better by connecting with other educators in this incredible space. Dre, would you mind sharing how our network here can get connected to you and definitely tell us where we can listen to the podcast? Um, so you can follow you can follow the the Schoolhouse podcast on Spotify, um, YouTube, Apple, all the streaming platforms. You can find the Schoolhouse podcast, and right now you can follow me on Facebook at Dretavius Parham. Um, and you can see all the updates and the podcast information on there as well. I love it. If you need any help connecting with Trey, let let us know. Brad and I are so excited to add him to our network, and we want to encourage all of you to continue those connections. We wish you nothing but an incredible week ahead. I know so many of our U.S. educators may have a funky schedule this week because of Thanksgiving, but we hope it is a one that is so purposeful, intentional, and hopefully really, really wonderful for each and every one of you. Brad, it was wonderful to share the screen with you again. And Dre, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to stay right here, but for everyone else, we're going to go. So we'll see you guys later. Bye, friends.